Thanks. How you doing tonight? Alrighty then. Good, thank God. Hallelujah. Oh, cleaning house. Get bit by Jesus' mouth there 25,000 times. That'll help extract the poison of the false serpent in the garden out of you. Worship the red dragon, otherwise you're not even saved. The ancient serpent cult of Jesus is here. And just let all the infants in Christ stumble over strong meat for the mature and wisdom of the ages, because they're already stumbling anyway. Might as well stumble over the chief cornerstone and fall in the sea of glass. Amen. Hallelujah. Now you're not done getting bit. King of the serpents. Good news, it's not Satan, it's Jesus. That'll just totally set you free from religion, rebellion, and every other lie of the curse of the fall you ever believed. Poverty is the main one going down. Principality poverty been confronting me so severely lately I just had to go Genghis Khan on it. We just flipped over the money changer tables in RLM Minneapolis in the biggest way ever. And uh, every snake you could imagine was exposed and even a couple principalities. So it's always interesting, I appreciate that. I'm so thankful for the most heated battle on the front line. Everything else would be so boring. I like the most intense heat of serpent confrontation of spiritual evil. I really enjoy it. I like being covered in the demonic blood of my enemies. Makes me feel alive. <laughs> <laughs> I like eating smaller snakes into my serpent belly as I hang on a pole and all who see it get healed because that's true Christianity devouring serpents how many snakes have you eaten false evangelists zero I said it <laughs> Praise God. Turn this down. Don't want to get distracted by soaking music. Might not hear the message. Hallelujah. So the climax of the ages. Whose side are you on? Jesus's or Satan's? And you know, everyone on Satan's side says they're on Jesus's side. You notice that? The greatest deception of all time is coming to a climax. It's called the climax of the ages. 
problem with being deceived is you don't know you're deceived until someone more powerful than you comes and binds you and takes you places that you do not want to go. Gospel of John, it is written, Peter, when you were younger, you went and did whatever you wanted. When you are more mature, someone stronger than you will bind you and carry you places you do not want to go. So, as you're maturing, are you being bound and carried places you don't want to go? I mean, like, how many thousands of times? Like, who wants to live in a crack house getting shot at by crack dealers for 12 years? You have to be insane. Who wants to go on a missionary journey to Rome to get beheaded by Nero Caesar? Paul, you're nuts. It's like certain suicide, certain death, guaranteed defeat, total destruction. Sign me up. Christianity 101. Book of Acts Christianity. Apostolic Christianity. Because death is defeated at the cross. And unless we're warring against death in the natural realm. We're not even the army of God at all. That doesn't mean buy a one-way ticket to, you know, Jihadville. Doesn't mean to be stupid. It means to be wise as serpents. Jesus said, count the cost before you go to war. Red letters. Hello? So you're going to war, whether you like it or not. Especially after you get a genuine conversion that gets hell's attention. And, like, we might have a big explosion of spiritual power and hell notices every time a person explodes with light from the kingdom of heaven from God the Father and the Lamb and you are marked for slaughter by the kingdom of hell as most of you have experienced if you have any maturity in you whatsoever and the wonderful thing is Jesus cannot be killed a second time Hebrews says but every part of you that's not Jesus does die and doesn't make it that's why I love the heated battle of wrestling principalities as a normal apostle does for thousands of years. Because what it does is it's Satan coming to see what in your flesh and blood belongs to hell and what belongs to heaven. And you will know them by the fruit of their blood. You'll know them by their seriousness, their poverty, their anger, their religiosity, their false spirituality, their delusion the magic arts, their lies, their deception. You'll know them by the wickedness of the fallen angels crawling in their blood. They'll be so screwed up. <laughs> elders of poverty and elders of drama and not elders of the heavenly Sanhedrin. At best, in the charismatic church. At best. We got a long ways to go, but listen, the going and the long ways is the cross and the path of the Lord that's already been paid for in the Son of God's blood. All you have to do is drink it and produce its fruit. Our problem is, is we think we can still earn it by works, even prayer and intercession. We think we can earn God's blessing and earn God's inheritance. And I am the bride of Christ because of all the things I've sacrificed. <laughs> no, you're still the bride of Satan obviously <laughs> because there's no sweetness in your soul and so that religious poison of the fallen angels is getting devoured by the king of the serpents now this is ancient wisdom from God and not the devil 
The devil's wisdom is what you're all coming out of. God's wisdom is what you're coming into. How Moses' serpent devoured Janes and Jambres' snakes. It's not taught enough. Paul told Timothy, you're dealing with Janes and Jambres. But a lot of the discipleship in this realm was done face-to-face privately and not recorded in Scripture. In Scripture, in the New Testament, we do have Paul discipling his young apostle and spiritual son, Timothy, in the understanding of the serpents of the magicians of Egypt, Janes and Jambres. It's written in the epistles of Timothy. So it is in the New Testament. So what I'm saying is you can study it out and learn it for yourself. And I teach on it every Joel's bar when the Spirit gives utterance. How did the snake of Moses eat the snakes of the magicians of Egypt? That snake was Jesus Christ. That snake was Jesus. The snake and serpent of Moses is the Lord Jesus. We can do that. Look it. We're magicians too. One third of the stars fell. I can turn sticks into snakes because they're real warlocks. They have real blood sacrifice of the bloodlines of the curse of the fall. There's real altars, real demons, real principalities, the principalities of Egypt. (laughs) They're real. And a lot of people have more faith in that realm than they do in the realm of Moses and the snakes of Jesus. You notice that? They're all fearful, paranoid about everything, sheep without a shepherd. It's like, come on, guys. We need to get into wise as serpents, but we're crucified, therefore gentle as doves. Amen. The wisdom of serpents. What is the wisdom of serpents? The wisdom of the flesh. But not fallen angel flesh, not Egyptian flesh. Jesus' transfigured risen flesh, crucified flesh, If I be lifted up in the flesh, I will draw all men to myself. The issue is we're trying to do it in some kind of serpent discipline, external dust realm Christianity, and we haven't done it on the cross, and we've had very little results. And anyone that goes after it gets persecuted by the hordes of hell on the Christians, as you've seen every single day. And it's just the way it is. This world is so fallen, and with revelation... It will become risen. Revelation is our daily bread. The sapphire stones that we walk into heaven through the cross are revelations of his blood. And you need more every day. You will perish for lack of revelation, the Bible says. You will die. You will live cursed lives without revelation. And there are revelations so higher than anything you've ever heard or known before. You have to stay humble to continue eating angelic knowledge of the angels of the arch between the Father and the Son. There's an arch. It's called the New Covenant. And there's angels between that ark or arch called archangels. And to learn how to communicate at an archangel level, because Luke chapter 20 says they are the children of the resurrection, the angel-like sons of God. And until they learn how to communicate like archangels, and you can just calm down and chill out, everything in them that they think they know is Luciferian in nature, knowledge that puffs up that doesn't have any power in it. So this knowledge that comes from the tree of life 
costs you your soul. It eats your soul. And so the selfish response from the wicked is give me knowledge, but I retain control in my brain. That's what sorcery is. Sorcery is, listen, I grew up with Jesuits. I have all the Jesuit notes. I mean, if you want to go into secret knowledge and Jesuit sorcery, black pope, Pope Francis, I came out of the Roman Catholic Church in a family of Jesuits. It's secret revelation using the power of the cross and the power of the blood and the stations of the cross for personal gain over heathens that are non-Catholics. Do you understand that? You probably never heard that before because none of you came out of the deep state of Roman Catholicism, which is also 33 degree Freemasonry. <laughs> the Pope raked in billions from Adolf Hitler's Third Reich. Billions. They were in on it too. Is it global conspiracy? On a level you could never even imagine. Is the cross better than global conspiracy? Yeah, that's what we're here to convey. How Satan was defeated on the cross, and now you're given a cross when you're born again. Can you defeat Satan in the world? Is he who's in the world greater than he who's in you? Is 1 John 4, 4 not working in your life because your faith is in the world instead of the greater one in you? Yes, most of you, that's the truth. Me too, when I was an infant, I was tempted by all the same stuff as you, failed a thousand times to learn true wisdom. True wisdom that costs you your bloodlines, wisdom has mixed her wine. This is not something that you can obtain overnight by just a download, bro. A download. Get the new revelation. The revelations of the cross cost you your bones, your marrow, your brains, your cells, your hearts, and not in a bad way, but in a devouring way like roots eat soil. And it grows at Father's pace, and you get no say in it whatsoever. You are simply learning how to yield to God and be the son and daughter of an awesome, amazing vine dresser that you barely even know, but are so comfortable with because you're full of Luciferian knowledge about him. That's exactly how it is. You are way too comfortable with a God you barely know. It's Laodicean complacency. It's how you produce blasphemy. Blasphemy is becoming complacent and comfortable around the highest and holiest things of God. Next thing you know, your own Absaloms, your own Jabs are stabbing you in the back and turning all your works of your ministry against you. Happened about 25 times so far. Absalom revolts against me. Joab revolts against me. I was once in RLM and I was deep in RLM. I was a partner and blah, blah. And they have all these bitter, sour excuses of why they couldn't walk with me anymore. All I did was love. Not that I was perfect, but I kept moving and I kept growing. They did not. That's what God the Father sees. Did you keep growing or did you harden your heart because you couldn't sacrifice any more of the soil of your flesh and blood for the growing of the tree of life, the cross of Calvary? 100% of the time, that's why they always turn back. That's why they always run away messaging people not to pick on anyone i've only seen this a thousand times i'm just like you know 
partners drop like flies. And it's a mystery to me how you could be ministering the highest level, glory, love, revelation, front lines, King David, Tabernacle of David, armies of the living God, with the archangels, having the confirming signs and wonders constantly in every single broadcast of every single listener. It's confirmed by the Holy Spirit and the angels every time. And then still have the betrayal the majority of the time and the rejection and the denial and the wickedness in the response to the word of his power and the word of his grace. So it's a mystery to me. I can't understand it how people constantly react negatively to the word of his grace, the sword of the spirit, the word of God. And instead of increasing their giving and increasing their sacrifice, back off and cling to fear. How did Satan harden your heart? And so I investigate now. I didn't used to. I used to just let it hurt my feelings when they all just went away and never talked to me. People that had walked with me eight years. And so I'm more on the offense now to investigate the works of the devil. What lies are the fallen angels using against you people to turn you against the throne of the lamb and the 60 champions of his marriage carriage? Because it doesn't make any sense. There's no logic. There's no reason behind any of this behavior. And it's a mystery. Truth anyhow. And so when I email and I ask them and I, you know what I found out? Satan comes in and sows fear. And when he sows fear, they cling to money as like a blankie, as like a pacifier. Instead of increasing and fighting the fear, they cling to fear and come into covenant with Satan who scares them financially. That's what happens most of the time. And like, you can't, you can't predict the economic forecast. Of course we can. You've seen my economic forecast 10 years ago, invest in chocolate bars, you know, get stuffed. I mean, it's so foolish. This world system is an abomination of pure foolishness. You need to invest in the blood of his cross with your whole heart, mind, brain, bones, hands, and feet crucified with fresh nails and piercings every day. And your investments will always go from glory to glory. That's the only thing that works is the serpent lifted up on the pole and anyone who keeps their eyes fixed on the crucifixion of the Messiah will go from glory to glory. And we're sitting here distracted by Luciferian death cults, lying liberal media, and all the fear tactics of sickness and disease? Can you imagine Smith Wigglesworth being alive today? Hey, Smith, lockdown. We have a uh, virus that's a little bit more severe than a common cold or the common flu going around. Just a tiny bit more severe than the common flu going around. You're going to have to stay in your house, Smith. Oh my God, he'd be out here kicking people in the head, kicking them in the nuts. Smith Wigglesworth, he kicked babies like footballs and raised them from the dead. Oh, your baby died. You didn't see a tear coming down Smith's eyes. We're playing baby football. And he punted the baby down the church aisle. And when it hit the ground, the baby was raised from the dead. And you're sitting there scared of a common flu virus constructed by demons to control you 
Oh, what a joke. Man, you gotta be stupid. What a joke. This world is a joke. See, everything in this world is, so far, created for the enjoyment of Satan's sons and daughters. Obviously. Hopefully you have that foundation. This whole world was Satan's playground. You're born into a battlefield and not a club med resort. Hopefully you've learned that by now. And so when you start to take back the world and the natural realm, you confront the children of the devil. Anybody confronting the children of the devil on a daily basis? Good. Now the king of the serpents, understanding the wisdom of Jesus and the cross, you can devour them into your belly so you don't live in their belly. You're either going to live in the belly of Jesus or the belly of Satan. Do you understand that? There's only two trees in the garden. That your brain, your wood, will either be eaten by the serpent of Moses or your brain and your wood will be eaten by the two serpents of Janes and Jambres, the magicians of Egypt. Whose stomach lining are you living in right now? Satan's, Molech it's called in the Bible, or Saturn. Are you living in Saturn, Satan's stomach? Inside the stomach of the red dragon? You are if you are religious, you are if you're in poverty, you are if you are in Jezebel's magic arts and false Christianity. You are. You're inside Moloch, set the captives free. That's why we preach. Because you're inside Saturn's cube. What do dread champions do? They use Saturn's cube as their sugar for tea time. You know, get stuffed. Mm. Hallelujah. Wonderful. Nice sweet flavor. I love Saturn. As long as it's in my tea. Seriously, what a joke. Where do you think Saturn goes? How are they thrown in the lake of fire, people? The lake of fire is your stomach. Duh. The lake of fire is your stomach. Witchcraft's goal of Galatians 3.1, bewitchment, Americans, bewitchment is believing that heaven and hell are outside physical places. It's under the IDS building. It's inside the Freemason Lodge in Hollywood, California. It's out there somewhere. It's in space on a freaking moon. It's on Titan. Uh, no, it's inside man's flesh and blood. Duh. <laughs> Hell is inside man's flesh and blood. And heaven is only inside man and woman's flesh and blood. Heaven and hell are nowhere else. And so bewitchment is believing that heaven and hell are outside of men and women. So how greatly are you bewitched right now? Major, major amounts. People think heaven and hell are outside of people. And these gigantic white snakes rule over you with political sorcery, deceiving you as the greatest fools of all time. If you ever went inside your own heart and your own bowels and inside the own temple of the Holy Spirit, 1 Corinthians 6, 19, your human body, you would start to do permanent damage to the kingdom of hell inside your neighbor's flesh, which is called loving them loving them how do we love them crucify them paul says i don't want to know anything about you except christ crucified to death if you are not piercing their hands where's the iron sharpening iron if you are not piercing their feet you're not loving them if you are not scourging their spinal cord in the 33 columns 
corresponding to the 33 years of the tree of life, Jesus' life on earth. You are not loving them at all. You're actually cursing them by in the false phileo niceness of the fallen angels, angels of light, angels of love that deceive. What do you think the light of the fallen angels is? It's love, gentleness, niceness, asking these millennials, why did you vote for Joe Biden? He's a pedophile, do you know that? And I'm serious. I said, why do you vote for? Because he's the nice one. Trump's mean. So it's that phileo angel of false love light that deceives every single one of you still to this day. It's not someone else. It's you. If you were to respond to this in the true crucifixion of your false love, fake niceness, and all of your serpent nature hung up on a tree, you would transform your whole society, your whole city, your whole state, and your whole nation really fast. Enoch said for a far off and remote generation, for when all the wicked are to be removed. And we finally realized the wicked aren't out there because we're not bewitched anymore. Hello, Jezebel. The wicked are in here. Body of Christ, devour the serpents in the garden. You know the snake with the infinity loop eating its own tail? That's called humanity. And you're part of it. And don't think you're not. Why? Because Jesus was the serpent lifted up on the bronze pole. Be wise as serpents, gentle as doves. You have to crucify your flesh and blood nature and eat your tail. Eat your own bloodlines. And it brings the 6,000 years of human flesh and blood apart from Christ crucified on the tree. And you begin to save humanity. Hallelujah. Couple of you mature enough tonight to get this message. That's wonderful. Look forward to drinking your wine. I only do this because I need a stronger drink. Because my father's a vine dresser, therefore every son and daughter is a dresser of vines. A trimmer of hedges. Like Sam Wise Gamgee, the brave. I ain't be trimming no hedges. Well, you are now, Sam. Sam, I am. Glory, trimming hedges, pruning vines, cutting back, working overtime, <laughs> getting things right, making the things straight for the coming of the Lord, makes straight his way. It's been crooked, hasn't it? What's the crookedness? Externalism, applying it to others and never to ourselves. You haven't even straightened your own DNA, but you're sure quick to straighten Brandon's because he's a flipping mess. So easy on the public stage just to criticize, be judgmental, bunch of gossipers, people messaging me saying, oh, I, th I thought that's right that you confirmed Penny was separated from you. I said, Penny and I have never been closer. I tell you the truth. Penny and I have never been closer than right now. And she's being used mightily by the Holy Ghost as a mighty missionary. No one talks about Heidi Baker and Roland Baker separated doing apostolic missions all over the planet for 25 years. Just throw them millions, but we'll criticize Brandon and Penny because they're full of demons. <laughs> and you don't understand. And you're a brood of vipers and a bunch of gossipers. The Lord rebuke you, Satan. What an abomination. This whole thing is such a joke. I can't wait for justice from the cross. 
upon your flesh and your blood. Because all my enemies, since I've been born again, have only been in my brothers and sisters. I am surrounded by the most evil of people and the best. And the only reason why they're the best is because they have huge crosses that they die daily on. And they're serious about making wine for God the Father. Absolutely wonderful. <laughs> the cross. I was thanking the Father for the cross today. Thank you, Father, for the cross. When you start to get the revelation of how much the cross saved you and how only the cross saved you, it'll make you weep. <laughs> all these lies, all these sorceries, all the, the sins in the world, all the sins in the Christians are slaughtered on the cross. This community full of principalities slaughtered on the cross. People are like, why did you even bring me here? I brought you here to die. I brought you here to be crucified with Christ. And if you are not willing, you know what God the Father told me? This is the time of the hunters. I've sent my fishers. You've murdered my prophets. Now I'm sending my hunters and they will murder you. Oh, and that's why they're all complaining. I don't want to die. I don't want to die. Then you don't want to be a Christian and I'll help you through it. You know, we're surgeons with scalpels. We will, if you don't resist the Holy Ghost, the circumcision of your heart, which is a very, very wonderful process, can be so painless. You can be an eighth day baby and not feel any pain. Can't even remember the slit, the cut, the blood, the healing of your penis. All of that. You just wake up out of a trance and you're circumcised. Oh man, that was wonderful. Holy Ghost, inside your heart. It's a wonderful thing. Holy, 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 holy. Yeah, circumcise our hearts. Holy Spirit. It's only painful because you resist the Holy Spirit. You resist the cross. You resist His bloodline that's trying to save you and engraft you into realms you know less than nothing about. It's less than nothing because you think you know. You think you're a prophet. You think you're an elder. You think you're mature. Man, you are babies. You are babies. You're prophets of drama, prophets of poverty, prophets of religion, and you're real prophets. You're just such babies that it's a mixture of the serpents in the garden, and you need to be wise as serpents to begin devouring all these other things that are causing you to be so immature and accursed in whole realms of your life and in your world on the earth. Your perspective of your mind on earth is so skewed that you're just almost to the point where, take me home, Jesus. It's too hard. And people are like, man, those NASA astronauts that left the planet today, all four of them are the smartest people down here. And the Lord rebuke you. I love being in the dust and the dirt. I love being in the foxhole. I love live combat action. I love dying daily. I've tested this. Satan can't kill me. Satan cannot kill me. Christ cannot die. Oh, you're saying you're Christ? Christ in me, the hope of realizing the glory. I hope you realize the glory like the first couple years you're a Christian, so you're not a total witch. I mean, seriously. 
If you haven't realized Christ in you yet, there's no question. All you're doing is practicing witchcraft, rebellion, externalism, and just paranoia, and you're the servants of the fallen angels right now. You're the most evil people on the planet that I'm talking about. It's you. Now, if you've realized the glory and the tree of life's grown up, grown up in you through heart sacrifice, you're the best people in the world. So the wheat and the tares, the wise and the foolish grow up together. And the foolish think they're wise up until the time of maturity when they're exposed as the sons and daughters of the fallen angels and the carriers of the principalities. You know who carries the principalities? The prophetic church of the USA. Not me. Yes, you. Yeah, you're the worst. <laughs> it's true. These people are the carriers of the fallen angels. Remember, if you read the final quest, chapter one, all the fallen angels, their whole entire army was what? Christianity. Yay. Now you get it. Christianity, charismatic Christianity, and the ones that were real prophetic and smart had the biggest demons of all. They were the SS officers, beating people up, and when the demon urinated on their head, they thought they were hearing from the Holy Spirit. <laughs> it's like fresh piss. Oh, God loves me. I can feel his presence. They're so deceived and bewitched. They think the piss of the demon was the presence of God. That's what it says in the final quest chapter one. And that's true. I've seen that for 21 years every day. I was astonished because I was a warlock, a necromancer, lived in a dark cloud, knowledge of the Necronomicon, in Tartarus, seen demons, talked to demons, scary stuff. I mean, I talked about in the past that we're not going there now to ooh and ah you with the kingdom of hell, but it's real. And I remember back then, after I got saved, 21 years ago, how are the same demons in necromancy inside Christian church? I could see them. I said the same witchcraft spirits are in the building of Christianity that was in the deepest level of the occult of Tartarus Egyptian sorcery. I couldn't believe it. I said, oh man. I remember they parade us through all these Assemblies of God churches. I'd see the same demons that were in the occult inside. So I said, they're practicing Christian paganism. They're pra practicing Christian occult. And this principality of Jezebel of Christian witchcraft has them thinking that they're practicing the presence of God and their prayer and their worship and their singing and their clapping and all this stuff is to Jesus. You ask them where Jesus is, they'll be like, oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Every single one bewitched. Not a single one knows them on the inside. Not a single one knows them in their belly. Not one. I said, this is the church of Jezebel. Are you the only one? I know there's 6,000 who haven't bowed their knees to the bales. Get out of here. <laughs> oh, yeah, you isolate yourself. You think you're the only one? No, man. Oh, I've... I deal with the nations every single day. Thank God for the internet. I have open communication lines with anyone throughout all the years of my ministry. I have talked with them all. Anyone. They can come to me secretly, publicly. I won't even expose you. I would just help you. And it's always been like that. If you want to get real. If you want to come out of Molech 
And if you want to come into Zion, into Calvary, if you want to come into the blood realms and become real Christians, I've always been here for you, and I always will be. I tell you what, there's a shrinking in the pressure upon false Christianity now, because the hunters are here. You're not going to have just this, oh, come all you faithful. Come to Jesus. He's prepared you fresh coffee and donuts. Now there's going to be cat of nine tails on your back. Just like it was in the Exodus. There's the Egyptian hordes on your back. You can smell their demons. They're coming after you with angry demonic horses with the fire of hell in their eyes. And if you let them catch you, you will die physically of poverty, sin, sickness, and disease. They will enforce the curse of the fall upon your heads. So the death is so real. And we're playing games until someone dies and it's like, oh, now the fear of the Lord. Okay, we should have not been in Ananias and Sapphira or Judas Iscariot. Shouldn't have been playing around. Now that they're dying, now we can actually obey the apostles. They're just trying to help us the whole time. Now we have the actual fear of the Lord. How many people need to die like Ananias and Sapphira or like the warlocks in the book of, the, uh, book of Acts? How many have to die to put the fear of God in this bewitched Jezebel Christian church? Hopefully not too many. And you know, I've already seen about 100 physically die. About 100 in graveyards dead since starting full-time ministry. Playing games, mostly young people in their 20s and 30s. They come around and think they're smarter than me, compete with me, envy and strife, go back into the world, get seven times worse, and die on heroin. Alcohol poisoning has taken some, car accidents, the strangest demonic accidents you could ever imagine to kill them physically. Way, way too young, because they think it's a freaking joke. It's a funny, it's a joke, ha 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 ha, until your daughter's dead, and then you're at the funeral, and blame God and get bitter because you don't know his ways and you murdered his prophets hello yeah it's gonna get real it's always been real for us but you've been fake now it's gonna get real for you and the whole bride of Christ and it needs to get real for you because you've been living in isolation you've been living in delusion you've been living in Jezebel a lot and not so much the cross because Jezebel was defeated at the cross, according to my Bible. The fact that she's not defeated in your life and your life is full of drama, your life is full of poverty, your life is full of backbiting gossip and fear, especially around the realms of finances, show me the cross is not real in your hearts. Your eyes are not crucified with Christ. You don't have a crown of thorns, which is the crown of life. You have a crown of the doer of your own thing, crown of rebellion. You know, the Bible says in Isaiah to trade your sorrows for joy. Can you trade your crown of rebellion for the crown of thorns of his blood life, the crown of life? So it's going to crucify your carnal brain, which is the only way you'll get one blood drop of divine intelligence out of a human mind. The human mind is not capable of divine intelligence. The human brain is not capable of the mind of Christ unless it is crucified with Christ in the same crown of thorns that he wore for your sins and mine, for your mental illness and for my mental illness. He died for our madness in our brains. It's not a question if you're mentally ill, it's how much. There is not an 
available bed in any mental institute without a waiting period in the entire United States of America. That should make you cry right now. That's how bad the madness in this world is. It's true with Australia, Europe as well. All of it is because of a lack of the cross in our minds, crucified with Christ. And when the sweat of his brow releases the wine of Gethsemane and the pressure of his love comes forth through your brow, now you are tasting the mind of Christ for the first time. Let our brains produce the sweet wine of Gethsemane. He did it for you, not for himself. He's perfect. Remember they, the day before, Hosanna in the highest, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, King of kings and Lord of lords. Rome bowed to him. Israel bowed to him. The whole planet bowed to him. They honored him as King of kings. Where, were the, where was Pontius Pilate that day? Having a dream that this is the king of the Jews. Remember? Don't have anything to do with that righteous man, his wife said, and he didn't. So Rome had bowed to the Messiah. The Pharisees had bowed to the Messiah. The whole world bowed to Jesus. That's the king of serpents. That's the king of flesh, the king of kings, and the king of bloodlines. That's your creator. That's your God. And the whole world bowed to him. And he took all of that serpent power of the natural dimension, went into Gethsemane, and sacrificed it for you and me to be free from the tyranny of the fallen angels using the curse of the law to strike us with false light and to strike us with sin, sickness, and disease and strike us with the law of Moses, strike us with death and strike us with poverty and all the curses of the fallen angels. And that's how the fallen angels steal your blessings how do the fallen angels steal your blessings? By using the law of Moses to execute in courtrooms legal terminology of why you don't get the inheritance of the Lamb of God so the demon does because of stuff you've done wrong. You practiced paganism thinking you're a charismatic Christian. You were a worker of iniquity and a doer of your own thing. And then all these little workers of iniquity say, How dare you become the accuser of the brethren? You're accusing me. No, I'm training you in wise as serpents so you don't have the actual fallen angels stealing your birthright in the delusion of paganism and false Christianity. You go into these courtrooms. Courtrooms are mentioned in the scriptures like 25 times in the Psalms alone. This is not some false teaching that the charismatic glory stream church has preached. It's scriptural. Courtrooms are realms of accusation using the law of Moses from fallen angels to kill, steal, and destroy your inheritance as Christians. No one else gets courtrooms except Christians because you've been born again and you believe in Jesus. Now, if you cling to the cross and use his blood, it doesn't matter what you've done in the past. You are free indeed. Only if it's in blood. Satan's coming, but he has nothing in me. So when you go into the courtroom, is there anything in your blood of Cain and Abel and the two thieves on your left and right? If there is, you're not going to win your case. <laughs> Satan is the greatest lawyer of all time, except the cross of Calvary be lifted in our hearts and then he is defeated on the cross and all of his accusations towards all humanity towards everyone in prison 
towards everyone in politics, towards the Russian mafia, towards the Jewish mafia, towards the Illuminati in the deep state, towards Trump and towards Joe Biden, and towards good and towards evil and towards wicked and towards righteous are all completely forgiven. <laughs> completely abolished. We just need some people to lift up the cross. To lift up Calvary, the mountain of crucifixion. And to flood the courtrooms of the 200 million fallen angels with the blood of the Lamb. Go into your bowels, flood the underworld. Your, bowel, your belly is the underworld. Your heart is the surface. Your brain is the heavens. And so the whole body of this universe is inside the bloodstream of men and women already. Now we just need to add the blood of Jesus into our bloodstream and we automatically have a new heavens and a new earth where righteousness dwells. Can you allow your hearts to change by the word of God written with the fire of the Holy Spirit? on your heart. Hebrews says he will write his laws upon our hearts. So oh, the law's not gone. Oh yeah. The law's not gone. The law's fulfilled. Jesus didn't come to do away with the law. He came to fulfill it. Meaning if you're still an evildoer and you're not in the fulfillment of the law, you're seven times more punished now than you were back then. Ain't that the truth? It got seven times worse. Because you're not in the fulfillment of the law. You're not in the bloodstream of the Lamb. You're not in Calvary, Gethsemane, or the cross. You're not in the throne of Jesus. You're not in the kingdom of heaven. You're in delusion. And so none of it works on the street level in your life. None of it works in business. And, and so we got all this fake Christianity everywhere that's based on manipulation and external witchcraft, which is actual paganism that Jezebel has deceived the whole world. Number one principality of the seven princes of the seven-headed beasts of the whore of Babylon the chief of them all is the woman, Jezebel, the false prophet. Because when you are growing in the prophetic and you're coming into the prophetic and you're the highest level of Christianity, you have the highest ability to become Balaam, son of Beor, who loved the wages of wickedness. And so I'm dealing with Balaam's left and right every day and I really enjoy it. Otherwise, my life would be boring. Real prophets used for fallen angels to prophesy out of their own good ideas instead of their crucified hearts. It's called Balaam. Balaam's everywhere. And so you got a whole prophetic church that's 50 years old in the prophetic thinking they're senior prophets and they're prophesying problems, they're prophesying poverty, they're prophesying drama and witchcraft instead of prophesying out of God the Father's bleeding heart. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad that God sends the hunters to grow up the prophets lest you live in FEMA camps listening to all these negative reports from false prophets that are prophetic people called to be prophets but are prophesying falsely simply out of immaturity? God spare us from immature prophets and immature apostles pretending to be elders, pretending to be mature. Listen, man. Most of you just need exorcisms like the Gadarene demoniac. If you're honest with yourself, barely even saved. These are infants, total babies that think they're mature and it's all pride. And that's how the fallen angels work and principalities come and just contort their face and give you the death stare for 48 hours. And like you think you're interceding and you're fighting the Holy Ghost. You're fighting the blood of his cross. How these people so quickly turn on the lamb that was slain in the blood press of Gethsemane because more than half of their Christianity 
is witchcraft and antichrist. I tell you what, the only good part of us is the crucified part. How much of you is not crucified with Calvary today? That is the accurate measurement of Satan and his angels' involvement in the flesh of your soul. <laughs> Give us the cross. The only gate to the Father is Christ crucified. Anyone not crucified on it is a false brother and a false sister. And just because you lived a crucified life for a year or two, if you turn back, you're not worthy of me. If you ever put down your cross and follow a different Jesus, you become a Luciferian witch of pagan Jezebel Christianity 100% of the time. Don't be deceived. Be devoured by Calvary. Be devoured by the serpent of Moses, that serpent flesh, that wood that turned into flesh, serpent flesh, was Jesus Christ. Be wise as serpents, gentle as doves, crucified with Christ in your whole flesh and blood nature, and you will always be victorious by the cross, and you will always see Satan defeated by the cross. It works on every level of existence in every dimension of heaven, earth, and under the earth 100% of the time. This is the indestructible power of the eternal gospel proclaimed in your hearing today. If you will let it change your heart and lift you up on the cross, you will shine as the radiant bride. You will play your harp with Moses and the Lamb on the top of Mount Zion, the top of Mount Calvary, with all the overcomers who overcame how? By the blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah. Not loving their life unto death. And the glorious word of their testimony of all the lying demons that talked to them along the way. I don't think so. I don't listen to uncrucified ser serpents anymore. I know the devil's a liar. I know the path of the Lord shines ever brighter to the full dawn of my crucified day. Everything else will burn away and we'll have a new heavens and a new earth of peace because of those who have followed Jesus in truth those who have sacrificed their whole hearts, those who have truly loved him and proven it by their obedience. Not obedience to a fallen angel of light. Obedience to a tree impaling you from the inside, the tree of life, the cross. Hallelujah. Thank you for piercing our hearts fresh and clean with the circumcision of our heart, with the blood of of your cross, the spear of your cross, the thorns of your cross, the lashes and tails of your cross, the piercings and the nails and the hammers of your cross, Lord Jesus. Pierce us all through today and forevermore that we may be the bride of the cross, the bride of the Lamb. And as we do that, the top of Calvary will be prepared as the marriage supper of the Lamb. And if anyone gets in without a cross, they'll be thrown out for they're not wearing their wedding clothes. In Jesus' name. Sow into your crucifixion. Sow into your poverty. Sow into your fear. The devil wants you to cling and retain. There's a golden age around the corner. 
I guarantee it. We will always go from glory to glory. If you cling to your finances during the time of uncertainty, you will have none when harvest comes. So against your fears. So against your idolatry. So against your clinging and retaining to the natural realm. This apostleship is doing hundreds of thousands of dollars of works in nations all over the world. What does the Bible say? Go and grab that donkey, for the Lord has need of it. Red Letter Ministries has need of your financial support. You have need of this apostleship for the salvation of your souls and the leadership of the armies of the living God. And we come into covenant partnership. We come into covenant financial partnership. And we will grow together in the sacrificing of our hearts, minds, souls, and bodies for our Father in heaven. And we will see this thing through perfectly and bring forth the new world in Jesus' name. You can partner at redlettermen.com. Here's the list of how you can give. And we'll see you guys tomorrow. I love you very much. Amen.